Warning, this story isn't for the faint of heart. If you want your 90s childhood memories preserved in a positive, cheerful light, I highly suggest you turn back now. As a child. Have you ever dreamed of a creepy figure lurking in your bedroom at night? One who waits and stares at you menacingly and strikes when you least expect it? For me, this apparition created a nightmare so dreadful and subtle, it haunted me for decades. Welcome to another episode of Nightmares as a Child, Slimesters, a mini-sode series where I dive deep into the dark recesses of my 90s Nick mind to pull out some of the most frightening nightmares that affected me as a child. I'm Brett, and today I'll be sharing with you a story about a tall, lanky, shadowy figure with a bad case of jaundice. No, I'm not talking about Mr. Burns, but pretty close. Can I find a talisman to ward him away? Let's find out in one of my deepest, darkest memories from childhood. And now, on to the story. There's no denying Are You Afraid of the Dark is a staple of 90s Nickelodeon. Having its premiere on SNCC in the last slot of the hit programming block ensured millions of kids everywhere would go to bed with their minds freshly filled with nightmare fuel to prey upon their imaginations in the early hours of the morning. While many Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes excited us and scared us, few hit our psyche so strongly that the impression remained for years before we could heal from the trauma. And it all started with an innocent promo commercial for the show. I remember this one where an Asian kid was hiding beneath a blanket while watching a TV in the darkness. He screamed, triggering many kids from the show to scream in response. It was then when I saw a tall, hideous creature of unknown origin emerge from the darkness, looming over me from the TV. I stared into his sunken, reddish eyes as he stared back, ready to prey upon a pair of helpless children off screen. The commercial ended with a thunder crash and a quick haunting quote from the storyteller Betty Ann. Because the real terrors come out at night. Shaken, I leapt back onto my bed to calm my erratic beating heart. Luckily, it was just a commercial. Until I saw the episode a week later on SNCC. It was a geeky story. The tale of the Quicksilver. One involving two brothers moving into an old house where a murder of a child previously took place. As if the house's history wasn't unnerving enough, the brothers noticed they had company in their bedroom. First, strange occurrences like furniture stacking in the corner or glasses of water filled up without any explanation. Then the interactions intensified, the beds began to shake, and even a ghastly, demonic figure emerged from the wall. This guy was very effective in frightening my childhood mind with his tall body covered in brown, tattered clothing and his highlighter yellow skin punctuated by sunken eyes and gnarly teeth. This malevolent spirit never uttered a word, but he didn't need to. His presence was enough to send me screaming out of my bedroom, 
Much like another tall ghostly figure, the King's Ghost from the Tale of the Bookish Babysitter had done. Which I had also covered in a previous Nightmares as a Child episode, so go check that one out if you want. Episode M8. I kept opening my bedroom door, just a crack, to make sure I could re-enter safely once the villain was gone from the screen. I would listen through the door to ensure the kids on TV were safe, Aaron, Connie, and Doug, so I wouldn't encounter a fate like theirs. I peeked in, and to my relief, Connie was reconnecting with the spirit of her deceased twin, Laura. That moment really brought a tear to my eye, and it made me realize there were two spirits inhabiting the boys' bedroom. One good one, and one bad one. When the episode had ended, I grabbed some ice cream from the fridge to soothe my nerves, and then I nestled up in my bed. However, it wasn't enough to keep the monsters at bay once I was asleep, unfortunately. That night, I recalled twitching in bed frequently. My sheets were rather rough, and it made it difficult to sleep in the bottom of my bunk bed with my brother up top. In some indiscriminate early hour of the morning, I heard a small creak. It was hard to make out, but I th thought I heard my closet door move. Nah, must have been my bunk bed. It, it was made out of wood after all, and I was twitching quite a bit just to, you know, get some rest. Must have been all that sugar I had. But then again, out of nowhere, I heard my closet door move. A slow, distinct creak. It was very unnerving, because both me and my brother were in bed. What could be making that noise? Especially at like 1, 2 a.m.? I should mention that my closet was unlike most kids at the time. It consisted of three sliding doors adjacent to each other with a thin strip of space where I had my dresser, clothes hung on hangers, and a pile of random toys stuffed away. The noise was enough to wake me, but it wasn't quite enough to keep me awake, so I went back to sleep again thinking it was just my imagination. But a few months later, I heard it again. This time, the door was a little bit more open. It really bothered me to see the darkness peer out from behind the white doors, so immediately I got up, closed it back up, and went back to sleep, dazed. But then I heard it again. A third creak. Much slower and quiet this time. And then some soft shuffling. My eyes widened, hesitant to look past my covers. I looked left and right, and then over the edge of my heavy denim comforter. It was him! The Quicksilver demon right in my room! How did he get in here? Was there a cue on my wall in my closet? The shrouded man was looking right down at me, wincing and stretching his long, slender yellow fingers, prepping to nab me from my resting place and whisk me away to the spirit world. I screamed, hyperventilating until my mom ran in and flipped on the switch. Mom! Mom! There was a tall man trying to grab me. Thinking it was a burglar, my mother tightened her robe and searched the room with maxed out alertness. But no one was under the bed or behind the closet door when she looked. With a worried glance on her face, she instructed me that if she saw a stranger in my bedroom again, come get her and dad. 
once she left my room, I immediately darted to my desk drawer and groped for a nightlight. Maybe if I had some light on, I, he could stay away from my bed. Cautiously, I returned to my bunk. This time, I climbed up top to sleep with my brother, who was surprisingly unfazed by the whole experience. Out like a light, as they say. Maybe the demon I knew watched more Are You Afraid of the Dark than him. At least the top bunk had a railing so the demon couldn't grab me so easily. To calm my nerves, I began counting sheep slowly. And soon before long, I was knocked out cold. Before I could reach the double digits. <sighs> At rest. Finally. But then, I heard the creaking again. I opened one eye and surveyed the room. No one there. I nodded off again, then jolted my eye open again just to be safe. No one here. I nodded off again, then jolted my eye open again just to be safe. The quicksilver demon rose like smoke to the tip top of my bedroom ceiling, sneered at me, then extended his long gangly yellow arms to snatch me. He covered my mouth before I could scream, and with one fell swoop, the demon turned in the air, grabbed me, and flung me right out the window and into our backyard pool. Splash! I have been here before when I've seen monsters. And all I could think about was how he grinned at me, enjoying my suffering. I woke up screaming in my bed, drenched in sweat. My heavy denim comforter proved to have enough suffocating effect that I gasped for air until I finally untangled myself from it. A few deep breaths, then a pause. I was lying on the floor of my bedroom, tangled up in my comforter like a croissant roll. I could hear my family outside in the hallway. Looked at the clock. It was 8.30 a.m., and I knew of Sunday because everyone else was eating their breakfast before getting ready to go to church. Dizzy, dazed, and disappointed, I pried my comforter off myself and peeled off my pajamas for a cold shower. Had my imagination simply run away with me last night? It seems like it, though before I jumped into the shower, I looked down at my waist suspiciously. Those red claw marks around my ribs weren't there before. Certainly not before I got into bed. Huh. After all that, it was such a relief that I can revisit this Are You Afraid of the Dark tale without it affecting me in such a traumatizing way anymore. I guess, you know, it really does help to just watch things over and over again until you're desensitized to it. Sure, he's creepy as all hell still today, but at least I know he's not going to come out of the TV or get me in my sleep. And just to be safe, I have an illustration of him as a sticker that I keep locked up in my safe, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Whew. It's a relief to know that I can revisit this Are You Afraid of the Dark Tale these days without it affecting me much anymore. Good thing I built up an immunity to it or else I'd still be haunted in my dreams. Jaundice Boy's got nothing on me now, luckily. What about you guys? Do you have any Are You Afraid of the Dark tales or creepy monsters that affected you in the 90s and maybe still do in your nightmares? 
Email us at splatattack2021 at gmail.com and share your stories and maybe we'll feature them in a future Nightmares as a Child minisode. Or if you don't want to go through that hassle, you can simply mention them in the comments on YouTube or on our podcast platform, Podbean. Again, thank you so much, Slimesters, for joining us for another episode of Nightmares as a Child. I've had a lot of fun doing all these creepy episodes for y'all and trying to pull as much as I can from my my faint memories from being a kid, spooked by all these 90s Nickelodeon moments, and even some outside of 90s Nick. Uh, let me know what you think, if you enjoy this, or if you want the series to continue, because uh, I, I won't be around much longer on the podcast, at least not for now. I'm uh, going to be taking a break and seeing where life takes me, so... Who knows what's on the horizon for all of us. I hope you've enjoyed season five of Splat Attack and this resurgence of Nightmares as a Child episodes again, and we'll splat you later. Until then, pleasant dreams, and uh, make sure you lock your closets next time. You never know what kind of tall, creepy figure is going to be lurking behind there. Dad's magic never works. Never say never. Maybe you're just doing it wrong. You think? Whoa! Stay where you are! I command you, stay where you are! Connie, look out!